0: This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. voted one of the top home services, marketing, and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point.
1: Hey, what's up, To The Point listeners? It is your boy live at the Rude Pro Partner Conference in Viva Las Vegas. How was that? That was excellent. Good job. I was a little pitchy, dog. A little pitchy. We are live in the expo hall at the Rude Pro Partner Conference. And listen, I always love doing these live podcasts, mainly because I've got, I think roughly, what, 1,500, 2, 1,800, 2,000 people, as my co-host saw in the background. Yeah, I've been told, I think there's 2,600
0: people here. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: Oh, so I was off a little bit. So I actually have 2,600 gifts. Oh, that, this is fantastic. <laughs> well, listen, these are always fun to do. The excitement is actually awesome tonight. Like, there's a ton of good energy. Um, I love that. That's why I was yeah. like, you know what? When's the perfect time to do this? And that perfect time is riding it. Okay. Are you excited? To be I'm on excited, yeah. Dude, we had to talk a little bit before a podcast. And, um, you know, and I, what I'll do normally is I'll just go ahead and tee it up so that way everybody kind of knows who you, know, who you are and understands, like, where your business is and things like that. So I'm not going to steal the thunder. But... Um, I'm always excited to do these live like this when I meet somebody for the first time because this is as unscripted as it gets. It is. Because I'm basically, I'm an inquisitive guy, so I'm trying to ask questions and learn and understand at the same time. So even though I've always got like a plan that I'm trying to follow, (laughs) it's gonna go sideways. I know it's gonna go sideways, but just like I figured even before then, like you and I have a lot of overlap in different areas. People we know, same things, you know, and even friends. You know, yep. even colleagues. Exactly. So it's going to be an exciting conversation. But I want to go ahead and welcome Josh Davis to the show. Now, listen. Go ahead and let our listeners know everything about the business. You know, because you have this little, uh, this little. I mean, first off, young guy, man, like getting a lot done, a lot of time, and making some big moves early on. Now, go ahead and let our listeners know kind of all, about the, how you got in the trades, all the way to where you are today, man, yeah. and and even all the way up to. I mean, you can even talk i'll tell you what actually before the, before we do that go ahead and tee it up from how you got in the trade so we
0: can understand all right to uh right at tp okay right at tp yeah so i'll go ahead and walk through that and then beyond that you ask whatever questions yeah, you yeah, want cool. yeah cool. Cool. so yeah my, so my father was a air conditioning contractor refrigeration guy he did mo- mace, um, mostly commercial refrigeration so that's what he did and then he did he was an AA, a big part of AA. So guys knew from AA and from church. He would do replacements for them. So when I was 14 years old, I spent my summers working with him, and so. All commercial stuff. Uh, yeah, I worked with him. I was his helper all at 14. In fact, what's funny is he said, "Look, son, like I, this is what feeds our family. I know you've got football practice every every morning for throughout the summer, but you can't go to it. You got to work with me." So my coach actually hired a personal trainer. So I'd work with my dad till four o'clock every day, and then I'd go do a personal trainer every night so that I can still Wait, play where football. Are you, where are you from originally? Yeah, so I'm, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. OK, yeah. so
1: you, OK, so which is, I don't even think I even said that. That's where you, you that AccuTim is your company, and you guys are in
0: Baton Rouge. That's right, yeah. So my we, company's is Services, Route of Baton Rouge, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, OK, so I don't want to interrupt you too. You're just saying a few things that are like registering with me, because we have some similarities okay. in, our, in our backgrounds. But keep going, man, keep yeah. going.
0: So I worked with him, so when I started as a freshman at LSU, so I went to LSU my freshman year. I worked with my dad every other day. And uh, one Sunday morning at church, I meet this girl, fall in love and get married within a handful of months. How old are you? I'm 19 at the time. Okay. I'm 19, she's 18, we get married. At this point I realize, holy crap, I have no money. She has no money. I gotta <laughs> start making money so we could like have an apartment and live. So I gotta drop out of school. So I said, dad, look, I'm gonna drop out of school. And I'm gonna work with you full time. And He says, look, I mean, I don't know if that's the best idea but come on. <laughs> he wasn't super excited to be <laughs> honest. So we start working together, and what I realized, my dad doesn't know a whole lot about about how to run a business. He's a great service technician, but he doesn't know anything about business. And so finally I asked him, I said, Dad, how do you price jobs? And he says, son, I just charge what other guys in the area charge, and then for an install, whatever the cheapest price is to give me the job, that's my price, and that's what we do. And so I said, well, would you mind if I tried to learn a few things to make sure, or just to see what we can do? And he says, go for it. So I went to Barnes and Nobles and I bought How to Run a Small Business for Dummies. Legit. Legit. <laughs> oh I still God. have that book to this day. I read the book, I highlighted it, and I started doing exactly. How to Run a Small Business for Dummies, I started doing that book. A few years later, we've got a five, six, seven people, eight people, and he's like, son, this is too big for me. So at wait, the- Wait, wait, he's saying the, the, the business is getting too big. Yeah, gotcha. like, okay. There's too many people, too much headache, because here I am coming to him in February, whenever in Louisiana we have nothing to do, and we're starving. Right. And I'm like, we need to buy two trucks, we need to hire guys for the summer. And he's like, that's crazy. I'm not doing it. We're slow today. Yeah. So I said, all right, dad, look, here's our deal. I will leave and start my own company. I'll move to another city so we don't hate each other because that'd be bad. (laughs) Uh, Or I'll buy the business from you and I'll pay you for 15 years to not come to work. Uh, you can come to work if you want to, or you can stay home. And he's like, I'll take option number two. That sounds good. Yeah, so it took a few years to, uh, to get that together, because with family dynamics and lawyers, it was slow. But in 2015, October of 2015, we finally like signed the paperwork. And, um, we, and the business was 100% mine, and I was paying him for 15 years. So how big is the company at this point? At this point, we're about three and a quarter million. Okay. okay. so we had grown a little bit. Uh, he was still doing service work, commercial service. I was running the business. We were moving more towards uh, residential, residential work at that point. Got it. And, and so today, we're about 90, 95% residential. Okay. Um, and so. This year, we'll finish the year on $26 million. Good for and you, So you man. can see what happened <laughs> yeah. from 2015 to 2022, uh, what what kind of what that adventure has been. And at the time, again, in 2015, I'm 25 years old, uh, <sighs> trying to figure this out. Finally get the keys to the kingdom without having to go through my dad yep. for every decision. And we started to rock and roll at that point. And so we began to grow and, and have a lot of success. I'm sure you asked me plenty of questions of that journey. Uh, but in June of, 20, of this year, we actually partnered with Turnpoint Services, a, a private act, private equity backed group uh, backed by Omer's, who Turnpoint Services is a great home service provider that has got forty-two oh, yeah. brands now. So, I partnered with those guys, and now we're going even bigger with the funding of, uh, of Omer's.
1: Dude, so listen, and first off, you know, Turnpoint has a, a few of my old customers okay. and friends, you know, so yeah. which is which is pretty cool. So, um, first off, dude, congratulations! I man. appreciate it. I'm really interested because I'm I'm going to bring it back a little bit because you you shared really high level, and that's great. But I need to understand a few things. Yeah, like, you didn't just come in, get the get the keys of the kingdom, and then do your thing, and like it was smooth sailing, boom, all no, the way. No, like no. that's not usually how this pans out. So what I want to know is, I mean, um, you, you and your dad working together. Like any you work with family in general, you kind of have to have like that that fine line. Uh huh. So you know, I work with my with my wife, she's our COO. Okay. And we like work is work, home is home. We do not we do not bring it home with us as much as we possibly can. Yeah, gotta do that. Sometimes it happens, but <laughs> very, very little. But I'm actually a, a fan of family. Like my, my mom worked for us, she made the most money she'd ever made working for us, and she retired from working That's for so us, great. which is pretty cool. But same thing, like that fine, almost, you almost have like, if you have family, you're almost held to an even different standard because yeah. you can't give any like extra treatment, you oh, get yeah. nothing like, cause you're like, I'm like, even harder but did you guys have like any of those struggles where it's like, hey, this is my dad, like we're battling? Because oh, it sounds like you guys were- Oh, did we have those struggles? Were, yeah, it was tough. You're more forward thinking and, a, and a more of an integra- integrator, I think. Or-
0: yeah, I think one of the most critical parts of a family business is you, the vision has to be aligned. I wanted to grow the business and do everything we can to grow as fast as we can. And my father, that wasn't his di- his his deal and his gig. He yeah. was a chuck in the truck, like I'm one guy doing doing well, this in the truck. Let me
1: get on there and on site and get it done.
0: Yeah, and so I think it was important that we recognized early on, like, hey, we've got two different goals, two different visions. We got to figure out a way to, for this to work. Because if we just keep trying to force this, we're gonna hate each other yeah. in just a handful and of years. Not at all. Exactly.
1: Well, so then, okay, let's go. Um, So you started hitting, at some point in time then, then you, I bet you probably hit like some stride and you're like, you know what? it clicked yeah you know like maybe it was uh, you guys got aligned or whatever i'm not sure how much you know how involved your dad was in the business at that point in time but assuming you started going heavier down the residential item replacement and yeah so what happened
0: when i bought my bought the business for my father we signed the dotted line he never came back to work he, he's like i'm gonna take two weeks off to just to kind of rest and then he he's called me he says this is i'm done i'm, 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 I'm done son. i'm just gonna kick my feet up and do my thing <laughs> So at that point, I'm on my own. We're we'll probably about 50 residential, commercial, and we begin to make a transition for many, many reasons. I mean, people do really well in commercial. I recognize that we were good at five-star service, and that residential was was the was the game that we wanted to play. And so, um, as far as it all clicking at one time, I'm going to say that it, it clicks in pieces and the bits and, yeah. and it gets in pieces the way that we found it or so I found what, that it clicked. So,
1: what's the first one, man? So, for for the, I can understand the timeline. Like, yeah. try, give me the the ballpark year and like kind of like what clicked because. A lot of what our listeners like to hear is those exact moments. Yeah. So that way they might not recognize that those moments actually are yeah. happening to them.
0: So I mean the, the most important thing the entire time, even my father's still in the business, take that away. I'm running the business in in about twenty ten. I'm twenty years old, I'm running a company, he's a service technician, and what I have recognized is that the I'm 20 years old, trying to manage people who are 40, 50 years old. They've been doing this trade longer than I've been alive, and so I've got to figure out the dynamics of how to communicate with those people and how to get <laughs> them the respect to respect me. And so, one, I had to be a, a great at the craft, and so. Throughout, even till today, I have worked really hard to stay relevant in the trades and be an amazing technician and be able to challenge anybody technically because technicians just respect people and know what the heck they're talking about when it comes to being a, techn- a technician. And so, I mean, even just now, we were walking around somewhere and there's some new new products and I'm with my service manager, my sales manager, my VP of operations, and I'm getting super, I'm nerding out on the technical stuff because that's just, that's just something that I felt passionate about. You like it, yeah. Not everybody has to do that, but I realized it was important for my team. Sure. And then beyond that, how can I really serve these people and be a great leader? And so, working hard to be a great leader at a young age was critical to success, because if I couldn't get these people, again, often double my age, to realize that I care about them more than they would ever recognize, and I wanna see them succeed, and and then believe the vision that AccuTemp can grow. Because at the time, you know, there are some big HVAC companies in this country, not in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So at the time, if you're a three million dollar operation, you're big. So we hit three million. It's like, well, yours already so big. I mean, there's that one hour franchise, and they're ten million, but nobody you, can touch them. You got uh, Keefe's down there in New Orleans. Yeah, Keith's that's in New Orleans. That's
1: in New Orleans. Yeah, you're Baton Rouge.
0: Yeah, it's about an hour hour east of us. Yeah, but you're right. There's not like a bunch of big like big players. There's not. And so for me to say, I want to be a ten million dollar business. I want to be a $20, twenty million dollar business. Every distributor, every competitor is like, you're just dreaming, kid. And then for us to go in and do that, that within, motivate you? within a you? Dec- oh, it did, oh, yeah, it fired for sure. me up. I bet it did. And so it never just clicked in one piece. I always allowed people, when I would meet people at a conference, whether it's ACCA or a rude convention, or whatever conference it is, when I find people who are running $40, $50 million operations, I got close to those guys and said, hey, would you mind just giving me a couple nuggets so I can just ask you some questions? Can I come and check out your, 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 your facility? Yeah, yeah. And you just learn things that way. And so finding people who are smarter and more successful or where you want to be in doing that uh, was key to my success.
1: Yeah. So I wonder like, here's something I believe like, P- passionately, is that you should be hiring and building for where you're going, not where you are. Hundred percent, and um, and a lot of that has to do with like you. When you sometimes you you can only you, you can only understand so much. Going to those shops and seeing those facilities that are much larger gives you a different perspective of what. Like if you, if you really are trying to find something tangible
0: to help like make the vision come true, oh, yeah. that's how you can get those things done. Yeah, when you walk into a building and see people that are doing 10 replacements a day yeah. and I'm doing one or two replacements a day to think how is this even possible and then to discover how it's possible and then the things that that, that took them years to develop and figure out, they're, they're giving you these nuggets for free right away. If you capture that and try to implement the best that you can, it works really well.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it, I'll tell you this, like I, I preach this all the time. You go to these shops, you, you get things, you learn things, um, but you still gotta go back and implement it. 100%. And you might learn that the way that they've implemented it might not be the same way that you can implement it. Totally. But, there, but there's probably a version of that that actually works. You can start to scale. Um, so part of like, you know, I put on this event, you know, this is my this was my second year called Rhino X. And it's kind of our private event that we do. And we bring in, a lot of the big, like big players, from of the industry, and some of the smaller players, and some medium-sized players. Just, it's a very intimate thing. Okay. And and what I do, what I love about it is when we put these guys on the panel. It's like a Ken Goodrich, Leland Smith, Dave Geiger. Uh, we brought in Terry Nicholson. Uh, put them on one panel and let these guys just fire away with questions at them. And so what's always good about that is when they start talking about you know different negotiations with the manufacturers and wow. with the distributors, and uh, that's when I'm always like, uh oh. Um, making sure that I don't get somebody upset at me because they gave too much information on how to negotiate with the distributor. Yeah. But the point being is there's a lot of good nuggets in there that people will get and then write down and and actually go back and implement in their business. Well, the thing that I've done to try and help with that, because there's only 50 people that came to this year, last year was 30 is I'll reach out and say, Hey man, like, What'd you implement? What'd you learn? What are you doing? Hold them
0: accountable a little Hold bit Hold them accountable, yes. man.
1: Because that's part of what you have to do too. You can, I mean, you can implement the plan and
0: like and, and lead the charge on it too. But you gotta have people help you. Oh, totally. I mean, when we were a smaller scale, I would say that you can you can really bring the team forward on your back, in pretty good ways. But when you get to when you start to get to that 8, 10 million or, or larger size, you've got to have rock stars who can see your vision and carry their team throughout. And you know, it's amazing, you talk about people around you looking at the next chapter. When I sit in, around my management team, my leadership team, there's a couple of those people that now have their, their MBAs, or their masters in business, that I paid for to send them to that school. That's cool. I dropped out of school at 19 years old. I'm the least <laughs> educated person at the table, but I'm around a lot of very smart people who are great at what they do. Yeah, but then you're doing it right if you're the least educated person at the table. That's right. You're
1: trying to find that group, man, lifts you up. That's the right? goal. Um, and I learned those things early on too. It's like, I want to be the dumbest guy in here so I can learn some more things, you know, and, uh, and it, it sucks for a moment but then it doesn't suck.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: notice that people started shifting you into their circle. They're like, hey, can you come into my circle?
0: When if you choose to be in a place of humility and recognize that like, you all have the same vision, You're, working, or you're they're They're there to support your vision, and that if you could just serve them well and recognize it, even if they're smarter than you, they're there for you, and and, and to not allow it to become an ego thing, because that becomes a problem I see often, uh, you'll see great success.
1: Yeah, so let me. I'm going to say something to you, and I hope it blows your mind like it blew my mind. Let's you ready here. for this? Yeah. So, because you said this, Somebody gave me this piece of advice, and I wish I could remember who it was. I still don't remember who it was. And I don't know why, because it's such a, it was such an impactful statement made to me. Um, I'm a big visionary, but I'm also, like, I I get stuff done. Like, once I have a vision, I'm also ADHD, so all I do is just hyper-focus on this vision, and I can't see anything that could go wrong, which is a blessing and a curse. But I'm so hyper-focused on, like, accomplishing that vision that somebody said to me, hey, you just slow down for a second on uh, this big plan because I'm excited. I'm rolling it out. I'm like, this is how I'm going to do it. You know, we got the team. You know, we've never been more prepared. You know, and he said, um, "Hey, man, like, do you know if you're em- what your employees' visions are for themselves?" And I said, "Well, I asked them, like, you know, what their goals are. What's your personal and professional goal?" So I think I have an idea. <laughs> and he's like, "But do you like, you really know? Like, is it what they tell you? Is it like, you know, how are you asking this question? Like, are you getting a real answer? That you- are they get the answer that tells Christiano, the CEO of Renault, so." He said your vision has to be big enough for all their vision to fit into it. Yeah. So I was like holy shit like is my bi- is my vision big enough for everybody I have 140 rhinos is my vision big enough to fit all their vision into? It? That's a that's some pressure. So then I started thinking yeah, I think it is. Like, I, th- I, feel like, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. But what it did was it actually got me to think, like, I need to connect with them a little bit more frequently and make sure, like, uh, um, I'm pushing them to be more than what they even think they can be. So that way, if my vision is is big enough, I need them to come with me. Yeah. And that's just kind of, you know, leadership. But so I, I asked I like, there's something that said to me, like, that I you, as you continue to grow and scale, and you will, especially with the situa- like with your partnership, is... Maybe challenge them to say, hey man, like how can I continue to lift you up? You sound like you and I have a lot of characteristics like yeah. alike in that way to where we're trying to lift them up, you know, like trying to bring them with us too and trying to push them and do all these great things based on a you know a uh, like foundation of integrity and and you know being good human beings, be genuinely caring, giving back all these things. Right. But what I want to know is like you had another, like, you know, this whole Turnpoint partnership thing that happened totally. at such a at a young age, which is fantastic. And I would just want to know, like, was there a moment that you got? Like, what was it? Where was it when you're like, you know what? Like, this is an opportunity. Was there something that was like you knew that this was the time to do it? Had you been thinking about doing it? Yeah. Did, did it just kind of come?
0: Bring me to that moment when you thought, you know what? Now is the time for me to partner. Yeah, it's interesting when you ask that to really look back. I mean, in this industry right now, if you've got a business of any scale at all, you're getting, people oh, yeah. are knocking your door every single oh, yeah. day. Somebody's saying, hey, do you want to talk about partnering? Hey, do you want to sell your business? Hey, you want to you want to be a platform? Whatever it may be. Yep. And at the time, I'm 31 years old saying, no, 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 not interested at all. But did you not understand it enough to, at that point in time? Is that
1: Was that part there of it? There came a
0: point about after... About six months before our partner return point, I said, you know what, I should start talking to these people to learn just some to things learn, about them. Just yeah. figure this out. Just to learn. So I began to speak to groups who are ta- interested in starting a platform. They liked my age, they liked the culture of our business, the style of our operation. They said, hey, let's do this platform thing. I talked to some other existing, um, existing platforms and considered what it would look like to partner with those guys. And it and there was really zero interest. Nothing, even the the, the money, none of these really attracted me because I thought, what we're doing here is special, I'm just going to keep doing this. And then it came to a point where I found the right partner. And with Turnpoint, I spoke, I got on the phone with the CEO of Turnpoint. So a a good buddy of mine, Jeff Chapman in Indianapolis said, hey Josh, I'm I'm about to partner with this group Turnpoint. You should talk to the CEO, just talk to him, just connect. We got on the phone, I talked to him and the way in which he talked about the way that that they plan to grow and the way his, the servant-hearted leadership model that they have there, was just incredible, and it, it, and when that finished, it was like just a spiritual moment right now. I'm a Christian, I just felt like the Lord said, this is the guy, partner now. And I didn't, I didn't see it all, but it's become more clear as time has gone on, because the, the difference, your, your typical corporate model, you've got all these companies, all these brands, corporation, the leadership says, this is what we're doing, and then all the brands, everybody down below says, this is how you do it, and then everybody now does it the same. The turnpoint model is kind of this reverse hierarchy, I'll call it, where, all of the brands are on top. So there's 42 of us brands today. All of us are on top. And then there is the shared services at Turnpoint and the leadership at point at the very bottom. And they all have to support us. And it's fully opt-in. So they come up with an idea and no one likes it, no one's doing it. If they, if they come up with a, a solution and I do it, but then let's say you you're a partner and you're a brand, you don't like it, you don't have to. That opt-in model means that they only come up with really good solutions because if it's not, no one's doing it. And what's amazing is, you have the collaboration across the top where, just last week we we're in Nashville a Leadership Conference, 42 brands, companies, $120 million a year, all the way down to probably $5 million a year, and everywhere in between. But time after time that I met the leaders of these brands, I recognized these are rock star leaders. And what's really cool is when we look at that 10 year plan, that all of us leaders coming together and finding the right partners, that the servant-minded leadership through TurnPoint and the way in which the brands operate in this model with the shared services—it's a game changer. Nobody else does it, and that's why we're now the largest. We're going to do a billion-dollar group in just a handful of years. Doing a billion dollars in residential service and replacement—it's uh, just incredible. So it's really fun.
1: Dude, in the, um, the volume of the volume of knowledge in that room is uh, amazing, right? Because you get it, you have so many people who have done a lot of cool d- things, totally. and, and everybody's kind of. What's cool is that you know, everybody's also got a lot of lot. Like, there are a lot of likes so there's a lot of cool things to share a yeah. lot of good stories to share i mean i know some of the guys that are there oh, shout out to my man jordan bb um, yes. and Brittany, um which he'll listen to the podcast but I, I mean i love hearing like his story and his how his outlook and our sons uh play on the same football team together so okay. i see them on you know on the weekends um and we always talk shop because like, yeah. it's kind of hard not to um, but one thing that I thought was good for him, and I'm going to ask you the same question is, was the, the impact that had on your employees, you know, yeah. after that, because there's always this like hypersensitivity to like, well, what's this going to do? And um, and I think that it's also in, did you sell it or did you partner? Like totally. what is, Like, what is the vision that you're pitching? Like, what's the relationship? Um, and is it true, yeah. you know? Because that's always where, like you and I were talking pre-vodcast, I've been down this road so many times, You know, so many times with, with various different private equity players and um, and you hear some stories that are really bad and some stories that are really good, yeah. you know? So I think that's always kind of on the back of someone's mind, even when they're considering, like considering going down this route. Yeah,
0: I'd say what I find is that some people sell their business, some people are looking for partners and then find out in the end, uh-oh, I really just sold my business and this yeah. isn't a partnership. And uh, what, what I've found and what everybody else who's a part of Turnpoint would see is that it's truly a partnership. That it's, what's the 10-year plan look like? And if somebody's not a qualified partner, like it, it, they're not going to be a long-term qualified partner, they're not joining the Turnpoint family. And that's one of the things that make it special. Because a big part for me was, I want to make sure that in 20 years from now, when I walk into the grocery store and somebody says, wait, you're the founder of Acutim," I love you. Your company's awesome. They take care of me. Not you screw you. You hurt my empl- your employees, you hurt the community. That's terrible. I don't want that. Yep. And for some people they don't care about that cuz that big that check is all they worry about. But for me, especially and at my age and with the with the runway I have ahead, I want to make sure that I I can how can I have a partner that allows us to go from being maybe a $30 million company, $40 million company capped to a 60, 80, 100 plus million dollar regional player where now Hundreds and hundreds of of team members of ours have the opportunity to advance their career path. It was amazing, we're now moving into New Orleans, and just to see team members of ours say, hey, can I move to to help start the New Orleans location, New Orleans branch, and just think, wow. To think that a guy who, a college dropout at 19 years old because I fell in love and got married is now allowing people to relocate their families to a preferred city and to be able to go from, I mean, just walking around here, I've got a service tech, uh, as someone who was a service technician with us, came through, went through our schooling, became a service technician, and within 18 months is now one of our service managers, and he's a flipping rock star. And it's just cool to see that the way in which people are being trained and empowered uh, they are just, they're growing and they're thriving. And, and now we're gonna do that at a bigger scale because now I'm like, hey, I need 10 trucks. And 10 trucks show up at the office so I can get 10 <laughs> new technicians in them.
1: Dude, you wanna hear something cool? Tell me. Dude, this is the platform you've been given to serve. Yeah. That's what this is. Um, and that's the way that, um, I mean, that's the way I look at, you know, um, you mentioned you're a Christian, so am I. Um, and I. And I view this business and this podcast as my hands and feet. Like this is the tool I use to give back. That's great. And it is like a core value of ours and it's, um, it's always amazing to me when I get to see some of my employees buying their first home for the first time, or yes. buying. even like they're a new car, like a new car, dude, or like being able to send, you know, their daughter to the one college because they're making a little bit more here and they got to go, like, those are the most rewarding things, yeah. you know, that I get to see happen. And you know what else is cool is like, as you and I were talking in the tent just a minute ago, a gentleman comes in there and sits down, I have no clue who he is, um, until... I was able to pay attention to him, and I realized he's somebody who has listened to this podcast, implemented things from this podcast, and he's growing his business. He was coming to say thank you. That is so amazing. That's why I was like, so oh my amazing. gosh, I met his wife, you know, all those cool, but that's kind of what this stuff does. Well, and, and I'm grateful for those type. That that's actually the driver for me is those things, those feelings, those goosebumps. You get to accomplish those things, Now I think about it from this perspective. You have an opportunity to create generational wealth. Yeah. You do, um, but you also have an opportunity to create like a lot of great wealth for a lot of people with even even in your own organization. Yeah. So and that's a realistic thing that you've got like right now that you get to do. So by you choosing to partner with Turnpoint, all it does is expedite it. You know, whenever we we were at Rhino X and some had asked, you know, like Dave Geiger, who I think is an amazing human being. Yeah. Hey man, what would you have done differently? Like in this whole deal now that you knowing what you know, what would you have done differently? What would you have told? Um, What would you have told, like, you know, 25-year-old Dave Geiger? He said, I'd have moved faster. Wow. I'd have done it faster. Because then if he'd have done it faster, he could have impacted more. Yeah. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now.
0: What's interesting is people say, well, how's the past six months been as you, now you're not a like, sole owner of this operation. How's the six months been? How's that changed your life? Yeah. Do you feel this weight lifted, et cetera? And I said, honestly, there was a point where when you're planning and you're trying to financially plan and think through this, you start to think like, can I retire now and never work again? But then to think, wow, I get to, I get to kind of start a new chapter yeah. with a new partner and better empower my team to succeed and do things that I could have never done on my own or not nearly as fast. What a great opportunity. Because the fact is, if, if to think that this close of a chapter is the end of the book, like, what's the next 50 years look like? That's pretty darn boring and yeah. pretty darn selfish. Talk about the ability to serve and what a platform to do that, if I'm not leading and empowering people to do better, and if that's something that's a skill set of mine and a, and, and a gifting, and I choose just to instead hang out around the pool all day, that's pretty darn selfish of me. And, and, and I'm leaving a lot of opportunity off the table for other people.
1: Yeah, that's really good. So, I mean, of course. And so, I, dude, I like uh, your values are awesome. I love it, I can tell. You. Um, and then we share a lot of those, so this is a very easy conversation. <laughs> Um, and and I know our listeners are always kind of curious to know, like, what is this? is is it is it what they said it would be, you yep. know, is it what it said they would be?
0: Yeah, I, I would say in my experience it has been, uh, and some peers who've gone other routes it hasn't necessarily been that. And so I would always encourage somebody considering just to make sure they find the right partner and they consider more than just that because look that paycheck does talk it talks to you today. Sure. But what does it look like in three years, five years, and what's the ten year plan? And if you're looking to get out, well, you can partner with anybody. But if you want to see your team still thriving, make sure you find the right partner. Yeah, man, that's critical.
1: And that's, what I, that's kind of what I hope you would say, is like, it, 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 there's lots of options. There has a
0: lot of options. Oh, yeah, countless. Um, I
1: just believe there's some that are, that are better than others, based on what I know about them and how they've, and how they've treated um, those partners, those brands they brought on board. That's how I judge everything. Yeah. How did you treat? Um, you know, these guys are my friends. So, um, but you do got to make a good, sound decision, too. Totally. Like, You know, if you're going to make a full exit and you're going to stay on board,
0: you're kind of going to get like what you get. Like, they're going to buy the business. You know, like, yeah. So. Yeah, you're an employee now. You're an employee. And, but what's amazing is make sure, like in my situation, I'm an employee of an organization that is a brand. Brands are at the top. And so it's still me leading the brand and that is critical, because that wasn't the case, it just wouldn't be the same.
1: Right, so listen, we've been talking all like the fun fluff stuff, like this yeah. is all
0: great, like look at me Throw on the 32, hard questions you, know, dude, now. you know,
1: this is the fun stuff, but you know what, like I said, um, it is important because people wanna hear, you know, and, and even though, you know, I've got, like I said, these great relationships with these monsters, yeah, that might be harder to relate to, right? Totally. So, you know, you're of a size that's a little bit more relatable for a lot of our listeners. So yeah. that's why I dig into the story a little bit and like even the outcome of the partnership and, and like is it what they say it is because that's always like the biggest scare. But in this process, I, I understand enough to know that... It doesn't always, It's not always smooth sailing. No, oh, not at all. <laughs> it's not always smooth sailing. Not at all. So kind of like even when your dad and you know, you guys were in the beginning, you get, there's a little bit of friction, just difference, maybe an opinion or whatever it is, maybe old school thought, new school yep. thought, whatever, all those things. But I always like to try to understand, too, man, like, when's the first time when you hit like you got the keys and you hit a hiccup? Like, yeah. oh, like a mistake was made or you hit that. Yeah, they I'll,
0: I'll share two that come to mind just from you asking that question. You know, first is I was trying to do too much too fast as far as uh, diversifying. And so I bought a spray foam rig. I'm like, we're gonna get into spray foam, home performance. The world's changing. I'm trying to look ahead. That was thr- like roofing or insulation. So insulation. Like we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull out insulation out of attics. We're gonna spray foam roofs. That is awful. It is stupid. It was terrible. <laughs> and look, I probably had a hundred thousand dollars of. I mean, I didn't have the deepest pockets. Hundred grand in a spray foam 100 rig. Grand? And I realized, I, it's costing me more money to do spray foam than than it's worth. And so. <laughs> Finally, I sold that stupid rig, and what I realized is trying to do all these things, because at the time, I'm trying to do, how can I grow in, in new construction, and res, and commercial, and refrigeration, and all these things, and I realized, that's enough. That's a yeah. lot. Well, and I'm, a, I'm really good at creating five-star services and communicating with homeowners and delivering a five-star residential experience. So I gotta get out of everything else. And so we dumped everything else and started transitioning to all residential service and replacement. Hyper focus. And I had so many people saying, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And then, as we got really good at HVAC, then we added electrical, then we added plumbing. And so you can add things, but you better be hyper-focused and a rock star what you're doing first. And those three trades I'm doing now are still with the same vision, the same flywheel, uh, the Jim Collins good-to-great flywheel of, of, it's the same throughout all three of those. Go and try to do commercial new construction. It's a different business, and people are really successful at it, but if you're trying to do it through the lens of a residential service provider, (laughs) it's not gonna work. A second one that stands out that was big as family, and it's not my father wasn't a big deal because we, we we figured out he exited. Well, I had two brothers-in-law who worked with me. One still works with me today. Awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Did
1: you say brother-in-law.
0: Yeah, brothers-in-law. So my brothers-in-law. wife, her two two of her brothers came to work with me. Gotcha. Uh, looking for opportunities. One, he's one of the best service technicians I've ever seen. Still works with me. He's awesome. Uh, he's great. I mean, uh, he's just a, he's a beast. Uh, number two, shout so, out to who? So, shout out to Luke Mahan, there you all go. right? Um, generates a <laughs> few million dollars a year in residential HVAC sales and had a boy, half a million in service. He's a rock star. So, um, But I had another one who was a great salesperson. I'm talking, this guy was a beast salesperson. One of my, he was my first salesperson full time. The challenge was he was a jerk and he taught, he, and he was arrogant and narcissistic and he treated my team like crap. And I, we would talk and we would talk, and it came to a point where I recognized. I was hearing around the team like, oh, well Josh won't do anything because that's his family. He's gonna let him get away with anything. And I was losing respect as a leader because I was allowing this to happen. Yep. And there came a point where we're sitting in the office and I said, look, if you continue to do these things, I'm gonna be forced to, to terminate you. And you're gonna look at me and you're gonna say, I'm a terrible person, I'm a jerk, it's all my fault. But I'm telling you now, that when it happens down the road, it's on you. Just be nice, just fake it, just try your best. <laughs> sure enough, a few months later, he's screaming at like woman number five, she's crying. And I said, hey man, you gotta go, fire go. him. In his mind, 100% my fault. A Few years now, like he, we we're not allowed to see his kids. He hasn't come oh, to the man. holidays. He just, cho- he, he chose the jerk path. And I would reach out and reach out and reach out and try to make it right. Um, and finally we sat down, he told me how terrible a person I am and I ate it to try to do it right. But then, he kept doing the same things. Finally, my wife just was like, "All right, this guy—he's—he just, just can't get it. We okay. got to move on." So, uh, and it's heartbreaking because if he were to come to me today, and be like, "Hey, man, I was an asshole. I'm really sorry." I'd be like, "Dude, all good. Let's, let's grab a drink and move on." Yeah. Um, but that was a hard decision because he was—he was when he left, we dropped a million dollars in sales instantly because he was a talented salesperson. But at some point, the character and the integrity that I preach to my team every day—if I wasn't going to live by that, then I'm just a liar and I'm not upholding that. And at some point, I had to had to um you know put my money where my mouth was yeah
1: man and somebody's toxic like that like it's that's not just one person that's impacting it's impacting multiple people and like you said you're gonna start losing respect because people are like you're not sticking up you're not sticking up for me like that's for sure like, it's hard to do, especially when you look at it, if they're bring, bringing in big revenue and sales, but because you're not thinking about what it's actually potentially losing on the back end. 100%. And listen, like staffing is difficult enough as it is. Yeah. You know, employee retention is difficult enough as it is. So you gotta make sure you like handle that stuff because it actually sets a really good precedence, you know, on like, right. hey, we're not gonna deal
0: with these types of things here. Why not have we got people who are still so loyal to this day who say like, when you, you taking that action and even though it's painful for you, doing what was right and doing the things that you've always kind of preached to us uh, is something I really stand behind and honor, and that I'm grateful for that.
1: Good for you, man. So, um, I mean, you stand on your integrity. I love that. Uh, so we, we were talking about like employee retention. I mean, when you have this kind of growth, you know, something that's always come up, like the 14 years I've been in this game, kind of doing, you know, doing the lead generation thing for all these companies, oh, yeah. like the whole thing, it's always kind of been to, you know, a lot of times it gets to a point where... You do a lot of lead generation, but they don't have the staff to keep up to lead generation. So I keep pausing and pausing and pausing and pausing campaigns. And like, yeah. for a guy like me, that's painful because my business grows by my customers growing, not my volume of customers, the volume of my customer, yeah. like them growing. Makes and sense. so we can, you can only do so much if you don't have staff. So, what were you doing to try to like to try and win that recruiting battle, man? Like, are you doing your yeah. own schooling or what? Yeah,
0: so I mean, so first it starts to have an incredible culture. So we just won best places to work in Baton Rouge across all industries. And you use that
1: and brag away. Yeah, oh, for sure. totally.
0: I mean, we 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 created marketing videos and in-house films just straight to like, what's the day in the life of a team member working for Accutem. But then. I, I, there was this epiphany, and this is actually a shout-out to uh, Trevor Flanagan from Home Service. Hello, Stats Trevor, Trevor what's up, old man? He, he and I were speaking at an ACCA conference on recruiting and taking every team, and he had this thing. He said, Josh, we have to treat recruits like homeowners. If somebody called you with a broken furnace, you wouldn't call them back in a month. But if somebody's looking for a job, we put their application away, and then we think a month later they're going to still be interested. And it was just this epiphany, this aha moment for me, when somebody says, hey, I want to work at AccuTemp or I have interest, we are, we are, we're we we're are like, please come in, we'd love to give you a tour. We give them a tour, we sit down with them, we share vision as to who we are and where we're going, and then we talk about what opportunities look like. And so, um, a year and a half ago, we started an in-house apprenticeship program for HVAC. We're hoping to do that for electrical and plumbing soon. Uh, this year, we'll have 35 H, uh, technicians on the road, and a dozen of them will be have come through that apprenticeship program in the past 18 months. You're talking 12 people who are generating a few, a few million dollars to, uh, combined okay. that would not exist if I sat around just saying, "I hope I can find some good hope experience I find guys." Somebody. We still hire those guys too, but 12 of them in-house came with zero experience, and within 90 days are on the road generating revenue. And now, look, we make sure we get the right guys. We don't stick anybody in that school. We, our first round, we took 800 people who sent in applications saying, "800 800 <laughs> 800 people just." Because now technology just auto-sends a resume. So we send them back an email saying, hey, Sit, make a three-minute YouTube video telling us why you think that you're a fit for, for our, our team. That's good. And that took about 800 made it to about 30. Oh, I'm <laughs>
1: sure, because you got to actually do something. you to actually do
0: something yeah. to get a job. So, And then from there, we interviewed them, and then we talked about how we greet customers. We're, we're, I'm a huge Nexstar fan. Yeah. It's been the past few years uh, being a, tra- a member trainer for Nexstar. And so the service system process, which is a flagship process for them, it's, hey, this is how we greet customers. Here's the greet step. And so here's a video of the greet step. Here's access to our full-time trainer. You've got... Um, one week to go ahead and review this, make this quick three-minute video, and do it just like this, and send it in. And that's what we do for everybody. Everybody has to go through those processes to be able to enter the app, the, the apprenticeship program. Because if they're not willing to get vulnerable and comfortable and willing to learn, they're not going to be a fit for us long term. So because of that, we see a great success rate with those who enter the apprenticeship program, make it out, and then see success pretty quickly.
1: Are you hiring for character first? Is it, that is that like what's the... What's totally. the-
0: it's all about character, if, if, uh, the character integrity, following our mission and then our core values. If you, if you can't, if you don't reflect those, you're not going to be a fit on the team. We can teach you the trade. And people say that a lot, like right? we can teach you the trade. And what I learned is that we were teaching people to trade, but it took too long. Sometimes we tr- teach people to take a year, or ride along <laughs> for two years, but it's like, now how do we do it faster? And so in HVAC, we're able to get somebody in 90 days on the road generating revenue, and they've got team leaders that are supporting them. Uh, but because we were fine that we're seeing great success because it cost us about $20,000 for that 90 days to get somebody on the road. So if it's if we could do it 90 days instead of six months, that's a big that's a, that's half the price, you know. And we're getting them out there generating revenue faster. So doing that as quickly and efficiently as possible is key.
1: So then with that group, like how many how many was in like the like how many normally comes in like a group? So typically we have groups around four to five. Okay. Yeah. So how many? What's like the um, what is the percentage of those that actually stick?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So typically in a group of four, three are there a year later. One hasn't made it. And it's and it's it's sometimes because they're not they just aren't grabbing it technically. It's typically a character issue. A drug, an, an, unfortunately, an addiction True. comes yeah. back. Drug addiction comes back as a There's a there's an attitude issue that comes up. And so our goal is of course four out of four, but three out of four is what we've seen with the first few groups. Three
1: out of four is great. Hey, Do you know um, Chad Peterman? I do. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I mean, Peterman Top Tech. Is Indianapolis got, is an amazing school. Yeah, amazing program. Friend of mine. Obviously, like that's from my that's where I'm I'm from. Yeah. We've been partners on like you know like I've been able to. I really appreciate what he did with Peter and, Peter and Top Tech because we we were working with him when he had started, like was at the beginning of that. So I like loving hearing his story of the 12 guys, the 12 people that come in, but they come in with no bad habits.
0: That's right. <laughs> so, well, and, and what I'll say there, it's it's tough when you're, if you're a company that's six million or, or under, this is a tough idea because for us, we hired two full-time trainers, one technical, one communication and next to our process. That's a big financial commitment. It is, yeah. And you're front loading all this cash until so they start generating revenue for you. And so for me, it was all right. How do I get to ten million dollars so I can afford to buy to get a, to get a trainer or two? And so the bigger you get, the easier it is at scale. And on a smaller step, you could you can still do great things. I mean, I will say when we were smaller, uh, Hiller in Nashville has an incredible program, um, Total Tech Academy. They bring in military veterans. They train yeah, them, yeah, right. and then they, they're really—they they take a lot of that cream off the off the top, yeah. which is just incredible. <laughs> uh, but I sent someone there to their four-week course, and they learned so much. I got them an apartment in Nashville for a month. They went to the four-week program and learned so much. So I had to be creative because I didn't have the resources to train somebody in, in the same type of speed. So the the the, the programs are out there. You just got to be looking for them, regardless of what size you are. I mean. Um, what is it? UTA Ultimate Technical Academy in Arkansas. I feel like everybody in the country sends technicians there for training, and so just other <laughs> great programs where you can make it work. You don't have to have in-house training to do it, but but once you're able to afford it and justify it, it's an amazing investment.
1: Yeah, and you just got to know like what you're going to get from that because it's not like you someone's going to roll out of school and be ready to roll. That's not how it works. Totally, it is well, not and how it, it works. Matters.
0: And you got to make sure you have a rock star like the guy who set the to total tech. He was just a rock star. He came back. He onboarded for four more weeks riding along, and then he was running calls, and he was generating revenue because he was talented. Wow. If, but if you're not talented, if you get somebody who's not mechanically inclined, someone who doesn't have that, that gift. In it, someone's get they need a year to ride along and learn they're not going to pick it up in four weeks so don't expect that
1: so so what i heard you say is um much like you like you reached out went saw some different facilities and connected with people too is that those that are listening right now who might be a little bit more relatable with you yeah um would you be down if they were able to connect with you
0: to ask questions 100 there's one thing we love to host people i love to talk to people and even make make visits to them it's, it's just more, one of the greatest joys to be able to do that and see people succeed and, and then I, I always learn things from them too so it's just amazing to be able to do that and pick brains Somebody.
1: yeah man you're down I, first off I love I love Louisiana um you're in Baton Rouge going into New Orleans that's right going to New Orleans um spent I was just there not too long ago I love New Orleans man like I just love the whole vibe of it when I go maybe it's because I visit and then I leave um, I know people are like, oh, why you like? I like it just because of the vibe and the energy of it oh, down And It's, a
0: cool, t- yeah, it's cool, cool, and I
1: love history, so like that really plays into it for me. Yeah. Um, but well, okay, so like we've talked about, you know, the growth you've had, kind of how you got in the trades, you know, the thing with your dad, like you morphed into like more to residential, add on replacement and service, which is like great because you want to get paid. That's yes, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, commercial guys. Um, but all this amazing stuff too, like you've been able to, you know, continue to grow the business. You brought on a partner. What's next, man? Like you're yeah. young. What's next for you? Like, what is, what is this net? You talk about your vision, uh-huh. like, what is, what's, what's the cards, man? Like, what's, what do we yeah, got? Yeah, that's a great question. What do we got? I think
0: that's something that's kind of in motion right now. And for, and for me, again, being a Christian, there's a lot of that, that spiritual journey of, all right, Lord, what do you have next for me? Uh, right now, it's to continue doing what we're doing. Like, how do, how do we take AccuTemp from a, $26 million operation and grow into New Orleans and grow into Lafayette, just to start to take over Louisiana and even into Mississippi and start to get to Eastern Texas. How do we do that and do that fast? And then, because again, the opportunities that creates for Rockstars and our team is just incredible and, and for the community around. So that, that that's kind of the next goal. And then who knows, I mean, it's amazing looking at the leadership team at, at Turnpoint and seeing these guys who um, are on the board or are in executive leadership roles, think, wow, it's so cool. Because I look at them and I think I don't know if I'd ever be qualified to do that. And I think, well, dang, at, at 32 years old, I've got a pretty good head start. And so if, th- if that's where I, my pursuit is, then it's time to go ahead and do it. And so you know an important thing that I've, I've a conversation in my head right now, is when I started this business, growing this business, like it was really hard work. And I think it's something important. Some people they they have this expectation that if you're growing a business, you have to be 20 million or 30 million, and that's not true. Like there are people I know who have a two million dollar operation, three million, and they make great money. For sure, they have a great life, work life balance, and they love it. For me, I want to grow a company, and there were nights where my my beautiful, amazing wife at 20 years old was at was at our apartment, and I was sleeping on my desk because I ran calls all day and I did paperwork at night and put put projects together. And that was was just the grind to do that now. But what I recognize today is, okay, if I want to be the next CEO of TurnPoints, a multi-billion dollar operation, I better put the work in. you got to keep going. And so if I start getting soft, if I start getting comfortable, I'm going to miss those things. And so uh, it's still, how do I keep growing? How do I keep learning? How do I make sure I continue to become a better leader? Because even if I miss that mark, if I help, if I continue to become a better leader and see my team just empowered and thrive, it's going to be a win. It's going to be a a good 20, 30 year run.
1: Yeah, dude, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's right. If you want to keep pushing. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm excited for you, man. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I always love hearing these good stories like this, too. My hope is if I'm a betting man, if I was a betting man, I would bet that I bet you guys give back a ton.
0: We do, yeah, yeah. Um, so, from uh, in the community, of course, we're, we're working with the Habitat for Humanity, and those local things. My wife and I, we had the, the privilege to get connected with a group in Nepal about ten years ago that actually fights human trafficking, plants churches, has uh, schools. And in fact, just two days ago, the pastors came from Nepal to, just to see us. and they 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 travel the country, done with church. They said they said Josh Ariel is my wife's name. Like you guys have been the biggest givers to us, and because of that, we've been able to plant 350 churches, yeah, 30,000 cool. people who've come to Christ. And it's just cool to hear that. And then we, we there's this amazing nonprofit in, in Mexico that we work with. That she has an orphanage fighting human trafficking, pulling young children out of human trafficking, three, four, five years old, over 700 children she's going to pull off the streets and put and raise them all the way up through high school. To be able to be a part of that, like that is so much worth more than anything else that, that we could do with just the, the way, that we, how fortunate we've been able to become. That, that's where it's at. And that's so what's fulfilling, worth
1: it. man. Like, I was literally just in Mexico last weekend with uh, 20 of our employees doing a home build. No way. So, that's amazing. Yeah, so that, that's my eighth one I've done. Um, okay. But we got to do it together. And what that is is that, you know, I believe that with the success, with the growth, all this stuff, like, all I'm doing is increasing the opportunity for me to, to give and serve more. That's kind of where my head's at totally. with this thing. And, and and like just giving resources is one thing, which we do plenty of that, but that's not as fulfilling to me as yep. actually kind of going and like being in the moment and then giving that opportunity to others. And the reason I'm, you know, listeners, I, I always talk about this, why it's so important is I promise you, if you go and do things like this with your employees, it creates this amazing culture because now you're doing things for others together. Like it starts to strengthen the organization and the culture and the care for one another. Yep. And what might appear as bad really isn't so bad when you start to look at those scenarios. Oh, look, when
0: a group of us goes and spends time at the food bank together as a crew on, oh, on yeah. a Friday afternoon, it's just such a bonding experience for everybody, and every single time, like we, I could think we just recently we had a, an installer. Unfortunately, his son had been in an accident, just six months old, and was in the hospital. And so we 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 said, "Look, you go home, be with your family, figure this out. We're going to support you." But to watch the family environment of our team, making sure he had meals lined up, making sure that the child had clothes, making sure that this team member of ours that Jason had nothing to worry about other than taking care of his son throughout this experience it's just a beautiful thing that it's just if you have it it's special and you want to keep feeding that fire
1: good for you man gosh this is so cool hey let's make sure that we stay connected definitely so i'm not sure exactly when this particular episode will roll out but today the date is uh what the march 7th um because we're live at the group pro partner conference and um but I want to make sure I stay connected with you, too, and get this thing rolled out, you know, preferably before summertime because I want people to hear or even to be able to connect with you just about recruiting piece well before summertime gets here because obviously you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. You got to kind of get prepared quickly. But <laughs> game time. Yeah, it is game time, man. But, like, one, uh, again, congrats on the success. You Thank know, I'm you. glad that we got to connect. I'm glad, uh, you know, I love it when a plan comes together, man, because, you, you know, we were able to reach out. David, like, hooked us up, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, and I've never even actually physically met him. But he's been like bending over backwards to try and trying to help me find like the right people because
0: I kind of give him like this little niche. Like this is I what wanted. we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> And he was able to help me find I'm it. I'm grateful. He sent me an email. I was like, Hey, would you want to jump on this podcast? I was like, yeah, that podcast. I'd love to jump do that. On. So I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. I
1: appreciate that, man. I'm excited to share this episode with you, but listeners, hopefully you took some good nuggets away from this. And again, you know, reach out to them. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, let's, let's do uh, at least leave an email address or something. That they can connect with you or if it's LinkedIn totally. or whatever it is. Or yeah, you I mean, want. you can
0: try to find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm not a huge in social media personally but yeah, Call me or text me, 225-577-3144. As I train, I get that number to everybody because I just love this. And if I can ever serve anyone and, and steal a nugget from you along the way, it'd be a great opportunity.
1: Dude, I love it. So thank you for sharing that. I don't know if you ever heard this or not, but I had um, the president of Starbucks on my podcast, like uh, it was like last month or something like that. How no it are, Which is great. And it came from a book I read that was, it's not about the coffee. And it talks about like, it's about the culture of the business and totally. like how they built Starbucks based on like, it's not about the coffee, it's about the culture. He shared his cell phone number on live on the podcast. That's so neat. So I, I, I had, I got to reach out to him and see like, <laughs> hey man, what, what happened with that? Because I bet he gets blown up from that bet. type of stuff. But I appreciate you sharing your cell phone number and being willing to help others. It seems like that's gonna of your totally. DNA, Any DNA listeners, anyway. please reach out to me. Well, listen, excited for your success, man. I, I can't you. wait to, to tell uh, some of the other guys in Turnpoint family that I, that you and I met and connected. Yep. And of course, like you said, you want know, Garrett, because you know Garrett from Garrett Next Cook. Star, and
0: awesome guy. shouts
1: to Garrett. Um, but I appreciate you coming on here, and listeners again, like take advantage of it. Give you a cell phone number. You got no excuse. Like he's, you know, you understand a little bit of his story, what he's been through. I promise you, if you're in that range too, like he's probably seen it, been through it too, and um, and maybe even has like you know a different perspective or something that he something that he implemented that works for him that you can take away. Like I just think sometimes it's easier when somebody's not so far ahead of you, you know. So, um, but it, listen, we always appreciate you guys. I know we're going to shoot a few of these podcasts while we're here this week. I mean, I'm here all week in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, anytime I'm away from my family, I try to make the absolute most of every minute that I'm away, you know, because I know I'm missing stuff at home. And 100%. you know how that feeling, that feeling is. But listeners, I'm so incredibly grateful for you. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast with oh me and Josh. And listen, he gave you his number. Call him. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to message you and be like, hey, how many people actually reached out to you? Yeah, I look
0: forward to sharing. Hopefully it's a big number. I right, hope
1: it is, too. So until next time, listeners, we'll see you. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.